Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's episode, we are talking about Taoist massage, which is a topic that we have not covered yet here on the podcast. And this episode is going to blow your mind. We are discussing a little bit about female ejaculation and all of the crazy like energy type stuff. This episode is so fun. Before we get into today's episode, Get the Sex You Desire is back and upgraded. I am so excited to have Get the Sex You Desire back where we are helping women uncover their deepest sexual desires, expand what pleasure looks like, improve their confidence in the bedroom, and start having consistent, mind-blowing, toe-curling, partnered sex. Did you know that the lack of intimacy was the cause of 55% of divorces? But that's not for you, not after Get the Sex You Desire. We are really going to tap into what pleasure can look like and help you and your partner start exploring more in the bedroom. If you're not partnered, that is a-okay because in Get the Sex You Desire, we'll give you the framework so that when you do have a partner, you can cultivate this mind-blowing sex from the beginning. Ultimately, Get the Sex You Desire is for you if you feel like you're having good sex, but you're ready for that next level, that mind-blowing sex, or if you're unsure about what is even on your pleasure menu. What do you like? Or maybe you just desire to improve your intimacy and connection with your partner. Or you are tired of going through the motion in the bedroom and want to start enjoying sex more. You deserve a sexually satisfying relationship. So join me for Get the Sex You Desire. It starts July 7th. To learn more, go to sex.jordandanelle.com. I can't wait to see you there. Joining me today is Jade Lotus. She is a Tantra and Taoist educator who specializes in bringing her clients into the deepest experience of their sexuality. Through consciously using pleasure, we can learn to improve our health, expand our lifespans, and awaken our consciousness. It is key to us as women connecting with our inner power in order to manifest our destiny. All right, Jade, I am so excited to have you here with me to talk a little bit more about Taoist massage. This is something that I am not familiar with, and I think a lot of the listeners are also not overly familiar with. I can't wait to learn more about it from you. So let's just jump right in. What exactly is Taoist massage? Well, that's a good that's a good question. So Taoist massage, it works, it works on your body, but specifically what you're aiming to do in Taoist massage, bearing in mind that Taoist massage is sort of, let's say, integrated with like East Asian traditions, which we know, obviously, Chinese medicine, we've all heard about qi. We might think, okay, what is qi? Is this just an abstract idea, just a fantasy? Well, when you look at the Chinese concept of qi and the the concept of qi in Chinese medicine, you're basically looking at the flow of blood, the flow of lymphatic. Like if someone 
their blood isn't flowing well, they're going to have symptoms like cold hands and feet. You know, it can also show up as sexual problems. If your chi, your blood, your lymphatic is not flowing because obviously the blood needs to go through to the sexual organs for the sexual organs to essentially be healthy. So the two most well-known kinds of Taoist massage, although I'll just say right now, I mean, there's techniques used all around Asia that are, let's just say there's a very different kind of approach towards massage of the body than in the West, because traditionally in Asia, there's not been such a big freak out about sexual organs and so on that we have in the West. So you can get in many hospitals in Asia, in East Asia, that is, you you could go and have your vagina massaged or your penis massaged as a therapeutic thing. For example, the woman that I learned what's called Karsai massage, which essentially is the therapeutic genital massage that originates from Taoism. She had worked in China, in Thailand, and in Japan in hospitals, massaging basically people's vaginas and people's sexual organs. So the idea with this is that you're trying to promote the flow of blood into the sexual organs. So it might be, obviously, the classic one we're going to know is going to be um, Men who have erectile dysfunction, clearly that's a problem with the blood getting in. There's also a parallel with the fascia. So the fascia is like the layer of flesh that goes over the outside of our bodies. It's a bit like when you get a chicken and you're going to put it in the oven and it has this skin on the outside. We have this fascia all over our bodies and the fascia goes around the testicles. Problems like premature ejaculation can relate to problems with the fascia, essentially. So you massage the fascia. You massage the lymphatic system. So, for example, most people, if you touch under your armpits, but also especially around your pubic bone, the top of your legs, you're going to feel like lumps and bumps, perhaps some discomfort. And this is basically blocked lymphatic. So the goal is to clear through that blocked lymphatic and get the blood flowing really nicely into the sexual organs. It's also, it's not just about the sexual organs, but I would say that the two things that we don't really massage in our culture would be the abdomen, which is a huge part of it because most people have got less than optimal blood flow going into their organs. So if your internal organs are not getting all the blood that they need, you, you're you just not going to feel like you have much energy. Your body's not going to be working properly. You know, I've even found some extreme examples. There was one guy, he'd had erectile dysfunction for several years. I massaged his belly and he his erectile dysfunction just went away without even touching his sexual organs. You know, another woman that she had just pain anytime anything touched her vagina, it was painful. The same thing, I massaged her belly and that problem went away. I mean, I don't know. I think with the man, it's kind of obvious with the blood flow. With the woman, perhaps it's a little less clear what happened there. But essentially, Taoist massage, it's about getting the blood flowing. It can even be about actually balancing the hormones in your body. So you can massage yourself as well as giving, you know, receiving a massage from someone. Do you teach people how to do these massages? Well, I pretty much with all my clients, I do suggest to them, you need to to also work on massaging themselves. So for example, any kind of just even putting your hands on your abdomen, because so many people's abdomens just don't really get touched. Just pushing in a little bit, feeling where is it hard, where is it painful? And those places where we feel discomfort and where we feel pain, they're definitely places we need to massage. Now, in terms of, I mean, there's specific women's self-massage and men's self-massage. 
in Taoism. Now, one thing that's quite interesting about Taoism is, okay, you have like all kinds of Taoists. When you look at how people conduct themselves sexually, you might have like the middle ground, the majority being sort of people happily married in couples, but you also have nuns and monks. However, there's not an a sort of absolute idea that these nuns and monks aren't allowed to have sex, interestingly enough. Okay. You then have some Taoists who sleep with prolific amounts of people and somehow this is involved in their sort of energetic practice as well to, to do this. Now, all Dao, all forms of Taoism involve, whether you're a celibate, whether you're someone with a lot of partners, you massage, there's massage of your own sexual organs. So for example, I mean, I guess what I'm saying here is there's not the idea that you're becoming a monk and you're just absolutely banned from having sex. I mean, they probably will choose not to have sex because they don't want to lose their energy, but they would not disconnect from their sexual organs. So they would continue to massage their sexual organs. And it's actually recommended that men should on a daily basis massage their testicles and massage the penis, but only in the from the base to the head. So pulling towards the end. The idea being with this is going to both increase the size of your penis and increase specifically the size of the head, which is what makes the penis very pleasurable to the woman when he's got a big head, because basically it means that the head can massage the walls of the vagina and especially the G-spot when he's having sex with her. So so essentially, this massage is about promoting the health of your body because the Taoists realize, and I definitely agree with this, that healthy sexual organs make a healthy person. And perhaps it's a bit of a chicken and egg scenario, but by keeping the sexual organs healthy, you know, we keep our body really healthy. So with men, the massage would be massaging around the pubic bone, massaging the penis, massaging the testicles. With women, there's quite an intricate way of massaging the breasts, then massaging also the ovaries, and then even massaging around the vagina in a way that's different from masturbation. So both of these kinds of touch, they can be pleasurable, but they're not what we classically think of as masturbation, you know? So essentially, well, I teach people to massage themselves. I also do coaching where I teach people You know, I have one client I showed him, I think he was telling me he had a porn addiction. So I showed him just try to ditch the porn and massage yourself in this way instead. And he keeps sending me, funnily enough, he keeps sending me cock shots showing how his penis is kind of getting bigger. You know, he's also started practicing reduction of ejaculation as well, which I definitely think helps. And this is certainly a Taoist thing to reduce how often you ejaculate. For women, for when I learned how to massage myself, I would say there was a huge change in my experience of my sexual energy that it just became like much, much more available to me. Wow, that's so interesting. One thing that you brought up that I'm curious about is the benefits of ejaculation reduction. Is this for men only? Is this for both sexes? I'm curious to learn more about that. Okay, so let's talk first about female ejaculation because fun, funnily enough, in da- both Taoism and Tantra, you have the opposite, almost the opposite idea we have in our culture, which is female ejaculation is really necessary and good, whereas male ejaculation should be certainly not done too much, let's say. Now, in terms of female ejaculation, which is something I've written a number of blogs about, made a few videos about, like is something that I'm really really like interested and passionate about. And one of the things, so 
kind of crazy about it is it's just so mysterious. You know, I myself, yeah, have ejaculated more liquid than possibly someone could hold in their bladder and pee out. Several liters, yeah, probably, to be honest. I've smelled it, tasted it on a number of occasions, just been like, where is this coming from? Now, if you look at like the esoteric teachings, both in Taoism and in Tantra, there's the idea that somehow women need to almost like release emotions through ejaculation. Like in Tantra, I've heard it referred to as yoni crying, which is kind of like a crying pussy, meaning this release of emotion. Now in, in Taoism, you have this concept that the G-spot, which is classically where we know the squirt to come out of, that the G-spot is essentially where we store anger and resentment. So it's actually the case that the more the woman is happy and smiley and not showing anger, probably the more anger she may well have repressed into her G-spot. So through massage of, G of the G-spot, which is also done in, in tantric massage, the idea is that there can be this huge emotional release, which sometimes is tearful, but through the squirt as well, that there's this certainly like this release of just a lot of emotional stuff. But I mean, what I've discovered is that the theory now, current theory, is that what happens is actually like fluids, like actually lymphatic fluids in our tissues is what squirts out, right? So it's actually, in a sense, our body like really cleaning on a very, very deep level. If you look like there's so many women, obviously, like the majority of women aren't squirting and there's so many women around with a lot of like just fluid retention. And I do want, wonder if we all basically got squirting, how much we would be losing. So obviously anything can be overdone. It's definitely important if you're having a squirting session to drink plenty of water, keep hydrated, and just listen to your body because if the body's saying not enough, just to, to listen and respect yourself. So now in terms of the male ejaculation, now I'm just going to quickly explain something out of Taoist theory, which is Taoist theory, obviously we know about qi energy. Everybody's heard of qi energy. This is just the basic vital energy that we feel when we feel full of life, okay? Then you also have an, a form of energy called jing, okay? Now there's not really a term for jing in Western language, but what jing essentially is, it's the essence that creates us. So we can compare it to our DNA. It's our DNA, but it's more than that. It's a form of it is our sexual energy. So when we feel arousal energy, this is jing. Orgasm is a form of jing. Our hormones are a form of jing. You know, for example, if you have a child, the child is like really, really strong, full of vitality, full of energy, big. It's going to be that baby has a high jing. When you have a baby and it's weak and, and sick a lot, this baby has a lower jing. So it's kind of the substance we're made out of. Now, the theory is we only have like a a finite amount of that jing. As women, it's used, most of it is used when we ovulate and when we have our periods, when we menstruate, we lose our jing. Now, interestingly enough, with the breast massage we do on ourselves as women, the idea is that we reduce how much we menstruate and stop ourselves from losing too much jing. Of course, we also lose our jing when we have a baby as well. Now, as men, men lose their jing when they ejaculate. So that's where the theory comes from. And now it's be becoming popular to practice semen retention, which means sometimes not to ejaculate at all. However, I will just say, okay, that the idea with this is it's easy to look at that and go, okay, don't come, 
you're going to save your energy. It's a little more complicated that, than that because the idea is, so if you visualize, yeah, when you get a horny feeling, this is your Jing manifesting. Okay. Now, according to Chinese theory, what the Jing then wants to do is it wants to move up your body through an energy meridian that's called the Chong Mai. It wants to come in your body, reach your heart, then it basically spreads out into all the cells in your body and it keeps you young and healthy. Okay. If you just are like, okay, I'm going to repress my sexuality, shut down my sexual energy, the Jing isn't moving into your body. So when people do that, they're often going to find they develop premature ejaculation or they're having a lot of wet dreams. Women will f- may find they kind of shut down creatively as well, well as shutting down sexually. So it's really important to be bringing this energy into your body. So what the ancient Taoist texts say is, for example, if a man is making love with his partner and he comes close to ejaculation, then he slows down, waits a little bit goes again, comes close, a bit like edging, but edging sex. Each time he raises the jing, he's increasing the energy in his body. So then if he does that a number of times and then ejaculates, he's not losing so much jing. The other thing I'll add to that is that, for example, there's if you have sex with someone where there's a lot of love, you won't really lose that much jing because the love in the heart will be pulling the sexual energy up. You'll still harvest the energy that you need, even if you ejaculate. However, if you're watching porn, for example, you're much more likely to lose more energy through that. If you're going to self-pleasure, for example, if you self-pleasure with your eyes shut, you'll lose less jing than if you do it with the eyes open. Wow. My mind is so blown from all of this information. I am curious, you know, you said anger is stored in the G spot. If somebody like myself kind of comes to mind, if somebody is not squirting or is having difficulty with stimulation of the G spot, is that that they haven't released anger? Or I'm kind of curious more about how that goes hand in hand. Okay, great question. Yeah, great question. Because the G spot is really interesting. And I do get guys say to me, come on, what is this thing, the G spot? I've tried to find it. I can't find it. I've even had women say this to me as well. And they, you know, I had one guy say to me, in fact, the G spot, what is it? Is it a kind of a mythical creature or something, you know? And the thing about the G spot, and it's very much like the prostate in the male. So some males, you may play with their prostate, they're going to have orgasms the best time. Do it to the next guy and he might just be like, oh my God, this is really, really terrible. The difference is basically if the man is nice and relaxed back there, it's going to feel very, very pleasurable. If he's tense, it's not. Now we say in tantric massage, because as I mentioned, we massage, it's the G spot, but there's other pleasure spots where the G spot is kind of the most well-known one. So we massage the G spot, the idea being to, we say, unblock it. So we can look at it being blocked as it being tense. But there's also, it can be like a different feeling as well. And that when, I suppose when any of the pleasure spots are are blocked, there can be sort of inflammation, like a different sensation in the vagina, basically, that you feel. And then after you massage it for five or 10 minutes, you usually just feel a kind of like opening up, going on. But one of the things as well that we say in tantric massage is, uh, in tantric massage, we do not touch the clitoris. Now, a lot of people find that very odd, yeah, almost, that we don't touch the clitoris. Now, I suppose we kind of think, we even talk about clitoracy, meaning, you know, you know about female pleasure. Well, the thing about the clitoris is it's obviously, it's a very obvious 
place to touch. When we, as ourselves, as the lady, we put our hand down there, it basically lands on the clitoris. And it's a great thing for us to play with without having to kind of go to the effort of going inside. But when we're having like a lot of clitoral stimulation, and especially if our partner then is just stimulating our clitoris, what happens is, well, I kind of, what I kind of say is the clitoris is greedy. It will suck all the energy and all the pleasure out of the pleasure spots. So if you go straight in and give someone a clitoral orgasm in the beginning of a tantric massage, they probably won't feel very much elsewhere. So the idea is you massage around the labia. And if you see a diagram of the clitoris, it kind of has these two arms that go down in the space between the labia. So you, you, you touch that and it's all very, very gentle because the way, if you want to bring out the pleasure in the labia, the pleasure in the space between the two labia, inside the inner labia, you need to go very, very slow and very gentle. Then you can get really, really quite intense pleasure. But when someone's not been used to being touched there, it's, it's not going to, you know, maybe it's not going to feel like anything at, in the beginning, but then after maybe five or 10 minutes of massaging, it starts coming back. I mean, I would say at one point in my life, I probably, I certainly wasn't aware of my G-spot and I don't know that it felt pleasurable at first. I think I had a few tantric massages, to be honest, before I started to feel it. And it's kind of one of those things, like we say in Taoism, where your attention goes, the energy flows. So if you want to activate your own G-spot, it's almost like what I would say to do is literally meditate, shut your eyes, bring your attention inside, put your mind exactly where your G-spot is and start just massaging in gentle circles with your finger. And then you can do a little bit of just creating a vibration. But I wouldn't say there is G-spot vibrators. They can work for some things, but I would say even not to do it with a finger, not with the G-spot vibrator or with a partner as well, because if you're lying on your back, you can just go in with the finger and the finger just ends up right by right by the G-spots as well. So, so yeah, I just think that through, when you're used to just feeling the clitoral pleasure, when you're kind of like, oh, okay, I need an orgasm, I'm going to just go for my clitoris. It might be you need to try the G-spot a few times before you get that orgasm, but it's about moving almost like the place where the pleasure, which is the energy, is centered and moving that inside. Yes. Oh my goodness. I feel like I have homework and I am really excited to go explore a little bit and try these different techniques in different areas and explore my own body. When, you know, something you brought up was tantric massage. I'm curious, how is like tantric and Taoism, how are they different? Okay, so they both massage sexual organs, which obviously Western massage does not massage sexual organs really at all. So people can think, okay, they're very similar. And in some ways they're similar. In other ways, they're quite different as well. So even if you look at what is a tantric massage, obviously I don't think that way back in the day, people were giving tantric massage, certainly not as we know it. Perhaps it's more accurate to call it a neo-tantric massage. There's some people that will do a one-hour pleasure session. Some tantric massages are more geared towards just kind of like a sensual pleasure experience. For me, for to be able to call it a massage tantric, there has to be something a little bit to do with tantra. So for me, with tantra, there's this idea of energy moving up your body, which is called kundalini energy. For me, there's got to be something to do with moving this energy in your body a little bit more than just a sexual service sort of massage. 
to call it tantric. So what I would say is is the difference is in Taoist massage, we massage the sexual organs. Maybe there can be pleasure, but it's not the purpose to feel pleasure. It's working, you're working on the physical structure. Now, of course, when you work on the physical structure, for example, massage someone's belly, they may end up in tears because you've released emotions out of their body. But in tantric massage, it's really like the intention of it is to work on the energy of the person. Now, I personally combined the two types of massage because I think they go really, really well together. But but yeah, Taoist massage, it's more, to me, it's more like working on the physical structure. Whereas when you are looking at tantric massage, there's much more of actually like a spiritual aspect to it. So it's really looking at things like opening up your heart, reconnecting with love, reconnecting with your body in a spiritual way, and then moving the energy up your body. So having that experience of the sexual energy, but moving it through the channels up the body so that perhaps you can even experience your kundalini energy moving. That is so interesting. I know that I've talked about Tantra before on the podcast. I haven't done too much specifically with Tantric massage. That's such an interesting distinction between the two. When it comes to Taoist massage, who should be having these performed? Like how often should you go? Who should be doing them? Why should you go see somebody? Okay, well, first of all, it's not that easy to find a Taoist massage, you know. But for example, finding a one-hour session of China Sang, it's not the most hard thing that you can to find. It's possible... I would just say it varies from person to person. And it also is how much do you want your body sort of looked after and taken care of as well. So if you're having some kind of issues, some kind of problems with something, then you may want to go for a few sessions. Then you find, okay, everything's good. But every so often you go back and get some more. But also the idea with Taoist massage is you can do it on yourself, you know, so as a woman, you can massage your own breasts, you can massage your own belly, you can massage the inner thigh, the inner upper arm, which are all the places where the lymphatic gets. So one thing, one thing, interesting enough, in the spaces between the rib cages, most people have like very blocked lymphatic, which means if you put oil on your finger and rub it, run it along that space, pushing in, just not even that hard. Most people will find that really painful because it's the lymphatic is blocked. But I just keep that all clear on myself so that I don't need, but every so often I might go and receive a massage or acupuncture to just keep myself. You know, it's when I start feeling that I need it, that I'm going to go and get it basically. So, Yeah. Have you heard of the word somatic massage before? Yeah. I mean, so... That exists in Tantra and Taoism, the whole idea that there are, we somatize emotions in the body and that the massage releases it. So it, they're both forms of somatic massage, but perhaps we could say more ancient forms. As I mentioned, that you can massage the abdomen and feel quite emotional after, or, you know, in Tantric massages, all different ways people can release energies. So if I wanted to learn how to do like a self Taoist massage on myself, how would I go about that? Like, where would I learn? So I've actually created some video courses for men and for women that I've got on my website. It explains, it just takes you through for a man. It's how he can actually massage himself and then also create a self-pleasure ritual that's nourishing for his body. So it's showing him 
the techniques where he can, first of all, just balance his sexual energy out, keep his sexual organs healthy, but also work a little bit on just optimizing the shape and size of his penis, even just improving his health and energy levels. And it's also going to increase how long he can last in bed, as well as actually the pleasure he gets and the pleasure he can get from orgasms. And the women's massage is quite well known for basically getting rid of period pains, uh, reducing the length of menstruation, also like problems around the period to do with mood swings. It's really good at dealing with that because it, it seems to just balance the hormones. So it's a massaging of your breasts, massaging your ovaries, massaging around the vagina, but it's just a very simple placing your hand over the vagina and making circles there. It keeps your lymphatic clear, so it keeps your breasts healthy, stops your breasts from basically developing lumps, which could turn into tumors later down, down the line as well. And just to kind of feel like you're not, you're not going to get wiped out by every period, that it's going to be quite light, that you're not going to be having so much pain. It just makes a huge difference to your life. So something that, yeah, I've also got a course on that, but it's definitely something that's made a lot of difference in my life to, to learn and start practicing. Yeah. When you talk about breast massage from like a medical standpoint, something that comes to mind is that breast stimulation can produce a hormone called prolactin. Prolactin tells the body, it's typically a hormone that's produced when you're breastfeeding that tells the body, hey, we don't need to ovulate right now because we are breastfeeding. And it I don't want to say messes with ovulation and your menstrual cycle, but kind of puts it on hold. So part of me wonders if this breast stimulation increases your prolactin levels, which can kind of have a adverse positive effect in reducing your menstrual cycle and the cramps and things. It's a far-fetched theory, but I'm curious. Well, you're right actually there because there's a Taoist practice which is called slaying the red dragon. So the red dragon is your period. The idea is that you cultivate your energy to such a high level, including breast massage, that you actually stop menstruating. And there are people I know that they've done this so-called slaying the red dragon. So through their breast massaging and other things, they've completely stopped menstruating for years actually basically and it's a little bit like with the men it's kind of a bit like well they want to stop their ejaculation the women want to stop their periods but it's all about how far do you want to take it and certainly if you want to get pregnant if you are pregnant it's definitely advised stop doing that because these are powerful powerful exercises as well yeah just when you said that I actually thought you were going to go down a different right route yeah which i'm gonna say as well which is there's a lot of women these days that they're not they're not having orgasms or they're not feeling that much sexual pleasure they're not finding that they're getting very wet since i started doing this breast massaging as well as the obvious advantage of not getting very heavy periods anymore i find i'm literally like i have no problem with not getting wet at all like i get much more much more like orgasms much more pleasure you know, so it just makes you, it just seems to make you kind of like a lot more juicier. The idea in Taoism is these practices, they call them immortality practices. So the idea is about keeping you young, keeping you healthy. And certainly if you look at the people like the master that we learn all this stuff from, the master is like 80 years old and he seems like really quite fit and really healthy and well. And if you look at the, especially look at the ladies doing it, some of them will be like, oh, I just turned 60. And you're like, what? I thought you were like 45 or something. But the whole idea is that, that you kind of, 
you're not losing this excess amount of energy. So you're keeping more energy in your body and you're not deteriorating at quite as fast a rate as other people may do. That's so fascinating. With the slaying of the red dragon, how much time would somebody have to do the massage daily in order for that to happen, in order for menses to stop? I would say you probably need to be doing more than just the massage for it to stop. I would say to reduce, if you wanted to very dramatically reduce it, I think the massage would, well, not I think it, that would dramatically reduce it. But I think you also need to do some other practices. And then basically, then you can, it can stop. It's something that I think you have to devote yourself quite a lot to it. So I would say it's probably going to take more than just massaging your breasts for it to stop. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking is that if it is something along the lines of prolactin, I mean, you're probably spending all day doing the massage and how are you potentially productive in other areas of your life? But yeah, I would say if you have a routine doing Qigong and other things, I'm thinking of one lady that I know that's done it for a number of years. But I'm telling you, she's doing Tai Chi every day, Qigong, meditation. And she was saying it was actually, she started doing this one specific meditation. And when she started doing that meditation, which was nothing to do with the breast massage, that was when her period stopped. Wow. So cool. The power of all of this is just so fascinating and so underutilized in Western medicine. You did bring up something earlier about creating a self-pleasure routine or a self-pleasure ritual. When it comes to doing Taoist massage, is that something that you recommend doing with a more ritual routine type pattern? Or is that just something that like, how do you recommend fitting that in your life? I do think when we especially like spend time on ourselves in a personal way, I do think we should just do it in a way where it's a little bit special. So it's not just turning on a porno and jerking off or something, but even maybe put a bit of incense on some ambient lighting or some mantras or something, or even just within yourself, just sit down, spend a few moments because self-pleasuring is a kind of a ritual. It's just about how do we choose to do that and how do we put our energy with it? Because when we're connecting with the sexual energy, and this is something that the Taoists knew, the sexual energy is the most powerful energy we have. It can take someone absolutely to destruction. It can take you literally to paradise. It's a neutral energy, but it's very, very powerful. So whatever you're doing with your sexual energy is going to amplify. And we see, obviously, there's loads of people these days sort of complaining about porn addiction. And that's exactly because the sexual energy is so powerful. It can just make you go kind of like one way down quite a dark rabbit hole or the other way where you end up being completely in love, having the most amazing relationship or amazing relationship with yourself, amazing self-pleasure, whatever it is. So I think like, obviously, some people don't want to self-pleasure. That's up to them. But I think having some kind of a relationship with our body and also acknowledging we have our sexual organs, we have our breasts, having some kind of a loving relationship. Because I mean, when you look at our culture, which is characterized with this whole kind of like weird thing between sexual repression and sexual excess and people not having good relationships with their bodies, like the main cancers people are getting is all to do with the sexual organs, these organs I'm talking about massaging, breast cancer, prostate cancer, testicle cancer, cervical cancer as well. These are all places that 
I, I just feel like if we ignore them, it's almost like if you have a room in the house that you're just never going into and you're just like, oh, I'm going to have some rubbish. Let me just chuck the rubbish in that room. And then you go in the room and it's like full of spiders and rats and you're like, oh, I don't want to go in there anymore. And this is how like a lot of people treat their bodies and in particular their sexual organs. And when we're not in some way respecting our sexual organs, and I think this is why the Taoists would massage their sexual organs because they realize you need to keep them healthy for you to be healthy and some kind of self-massage yeah I do think it's pretty important and I've definitely had experiences with myself I think the first time I had a Karsai massage in Thailand it was a very short small massage and the next day it was like my body had just gone into this massive detox I could feel like all my almost like lymph nodes and everything like swelling up and then by the evening it was all gone and I was just like I felt like so cleaned out and so people can definitely feel like really almost like a new person when you get like a great massage which obviously people can learn to give it's a lot easier for women for your partner to learn to give it to you because it's a bit harder for us to get inside in the right way it is yeah Whereas with men, the penis is just there. It's very easy for them to massage on themselves. But like, for example, if our partner, and this is another course I've actually created that teaches men how to use these techniques on their partner. And it's almost like I was just talking to a client today who's been learning these techniques with his wife, who interestingly enough, his wife doesn't know that he's doing this course. And he's saying he's just giving her like one technique and she's just like blown away just by, do you know what I mean? One of the single techniques, because it's kind of like, yeah, it's pleasure, but it's almost like it's more than pleasure. It's like something like deeply sort of healing. And in Taoism, they talk about some areas store fear, some store anger, some store guilt, some store pain. And about actually getting into those places and just learning to almost like release those emotions. And it's an incredible form of healing. And basically it is sex sexual healing on an incredibly deep level. Yeah, I've read some books, one in particular that comes to mind, The Body Keeps Score, but the body holds on to so much trauma, so many emotions. There are so many different ways to release them, massage being one of them, movement being another, whether that's dance. There's just so many different techniques that you can utilize to help move through some of these stuck emotions in the body. This has been so informational. Thank you so much for coming to chat with me. I would love to know, like if the listeners take one thing away from today's conversation, what would you want it to be? Okay, so in Taoism, we have this meditation. It's called the inner smile, okay? What it is, is we shut our eyes. Instead of trying to empty the brain, we look inside our body and classically we smile to the heart. This is the first thing we do is we go inside, we connect with the heart, we smile we send love and acceptance into our hearts. I tell my clients, and I would also suggest, smile to your heart, give love to your heart, and then move down and just smile and just send love to your sexual organs and just give them acceptance, give them love, just tell them they're completely perfect. They're not a shameful part of your body. And just keep doing that. And just even that own, building a relationship like that. I know one man that says he cured himself of prostate problems just by smiling and sending love to his prostate gland. And it's a powerful thing because we can, we, what I think we do with, when we smile, for example, to our heart or to our sexual organs is we just relax them and then they can do their thing that they're there to do for us much better. So beautiful. I love that. Where can the listeners find you at Jade? 
So check out my website, which is called theartofthebedchamber.com. You can also find me on Instagram, The Art of the Bedchamber, Facebook, The Art of the Bedchamber, YouTube, The Art of the Bedchamber. You can find on my website that I'm putting several blogs up every week. I've also got some courses where people can learn various techniques of massage and other kinds of meditation to help with your general help, health, emotions, and specifically to do with sex. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me. This podcast is sponsored by Intimacy Coaching by Jordan Donnell. Have you ever desired more from your sex life or feel like you're having good sex, but curious about how to make it even better? Are you desiring a deeper intimate connection with yourself? Or maybe you are dealing with desire and arousal concerns or struggling with communicating your desires with your partner. If you're hearing this and thinking, hmm, that might be me, and you're curious to learn a bit more, let's chat. I would love to talk with you more to see if working with me is a good fit for you. To learn more about intimacy coaching with Jordan Donnell, go to coaching.jordandonnell.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.